Well, hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, hello again, everybody, wherever you are in the world listening to this, however you might be consuming. My name is Lynn, and I am your host for Every Person Everywhere, stuff you can relate to. So I'm going to start off this episode with something that I was pondering this weekend. You see, I'm not driving from work right now, but I'm driving from a nice trip out of my county to visit my partner, spend time with her, and go and sit and relax with friends for most of the weekend, play Dungeons and Dragons like the nerd that I am, and of course, to sit and decompensate and meditate and reflect on my life, my musings, and all that I've done so far in my life. And, of course, if you do that too much without being mindful of it, you might drive yourself up a wall, especially when you consider the increasing demands that we have as human beings in the 21st century. Student loans, bills, partners, our parents, our children, persons, places, objects, things, clubs, whatever it might be. For a lot of us, the 40-hour work week that gives us plenty of time to think at work, but also plenty of unpaid and skilled demands that we have to meet outside of work for work. And so as I sat in the salt cave meditating with my girlfriend, I thought to myself as I looked at the clock to see how much time we had left in there. If you look down at your watch and realize that you've run out of time, Always be thankful for the time that you've had and the most that you've made out of that time. If you look down at your watch and realize that you still have some time to go, be thankful for the time that you've had and also be thankful for the time that you still have left. And if you look down at your clock and realize that you've only just begun, fret not. You have all of the time in the world to just be and be thankful even if it's only that 15 minutes a day that I talked about. And so I am thankful today for the time that I had with my father during his short life on this planet with the only vacation that he and I got to go on before his passing of a massive significant amount. It wasn't Boy Scout related, but an actual like trip, an actual voyage to St. Thomas. Now, as I've said before, I largely plan on inferencing pictures and photographs from Instagram, from Twitter, from Facebook. You know, pictures that I've posted throughout my years of being on Facebook, which was, I believe, the year after it came out is when I joined. And so there will be a lot of things that will match up with photos. And there's some things that might not. But the most important thing is I will have those photos to inference. Now looking towards St. Thomas, I sadly do not. And so on that note, there are not a lot of photos, as I said, that are surviving that I have access to of my vacation with my father. So I am simply going off of memory alone. I do not have a lot of photos of me and my father together in general because a lot of them exist only in physical copies with my mother and I no longer live with her. So, I'm going purely off of memory for this one. I reminisce upon the salty air as we touch down for the first time in St. Thomas. 
I'm 13 years old. I'm quite nerdy, quite introverted. And there's a lot of good seafood that I have to eat. Spoiler alert, as of the age of 20, I went vegetarian. And as of last year, I'm vegan. But still, I do remember good tastes for what they are. So with that, I continue. There were a lot of good prime cut pieces of steak and lobster that I had there on the beachfront. We were at Sapphire Beach Resort. We snorkeled in the ocean. I learned how to snorkel and scuba dive in the pool at the resort. I got to feed the local iguanas. We went off and went to some sort of safari thing one day. I don't remember exactly what it was now, but I remember it was a lot of exotic animals. And of course, at the front of it, you could buy a head of lettuce for like two bucks and you could feed the iguanas. Never have I ever have seen such aggressively eating animals before. I learned that day that in the Caribbean, it rains on one side of the road and not the other. And even so, it might only be 10 minutes. So we went to Hooters. That was my first time going to Hooters and my last because they've since closed. And I got to have a signed shirt from the waitresses. They sang happy birthday to me. Even though my birthday wasn't until six months later. How often are you in the Caribbean to get sung happy birthday to by a bunch of women who are very well endowed when you are a very perverse 13-year-old teenage dude? Um, so it was a very interesting experience from that standpoint, too. I got to learn how to play the steel drum at Agave Terrace. My father ate there several years before and thoroughly recommended the restaurant to my mother and I when he had taken us. And so there was just so many different things to fall in love with in the Caribbean. Beautiful girls dressed in literally coconut bikinis, fancy water, a lot of fancy things that are now commonplace like Fiji water that I took advantage of. Um, the fact that they drive left steering vehicles on the left side of the road and why that's interesting is because if you drive on the left side of the road your steering wheels on the right side of your car so you don't cause collisions because your steering wheel should always be closest to the center of the road so collisions happened pretty much every day down there nobody really batted an eyelid when it happened either which was fascinating it happened a lot but everyone was just so easy going down there. I remember everything being so in due time, at your own time, at your own pace. There was a guy who lived on the beach and he was filleting coconuts with a machete, a chisel and a knife and making beautiful artwork of faces in these coconuts. And I remember my dad was going to try and sort out customs to get it sent home with us, but it never happened. I got to, I think, reel in two mackerel, big fish, and then also help reel in a sand shark when I was still a fisherman down in the Caribbean. All we needed was our fishing license, and a couple bucks later we were on a fishing trawler in the crystal clear water. I was scuba diving and I got to pet a sea turtle, a stingray, and almost, but I chickened out, a barracuda. I remember making a motion with my thumb to say, let's surface, let's surface, go up, go up. 
to my dad when I saw the barracuda and I said, we need to get out of the water. There's a barracuda. They're normally aggressive, right? Now, I was a very gullible teenager, so he monopolized on this um, and said, I don't know, let's ask the guy at the lifeguard station. So, me wearing my orange swim shorts that day and wearing my blue snorkeling and having my shark tooth necklace around my neck, we walked up to the surfer dude who was in the lifeguard booth and I asked him, sir, do barracudas bite often? Do they attack humans? And without missing a beat, he turns to me and says, only little teenagers that are wearing orange swim shorts. Ha ha, very funny, I said, and realized that it was all a ruse and that I was just a chicken. But I thoroughly enjoyed my time down in the Caribbean, and for somebody who doesn't really like the ocean as much as others or the beach as much as others, I remember learning, even back then, just how delicate the sea life is. At that point in time, I still wanted to be a marine biologist as well. And I realized just how beautiful of an idea that could be. I mean, obviously I didn't pursue it as an occupational therapist. Now, I'm quite content with my career choice. I do sometimes wish that I would have pursued being a marine biologist, but I just learned to respect and appreciate in that moment how delicate life is because it's the algae in the ocean that make it so beautiful and blue. It's the algae in the ocean that provide life to the coral reef that I snorkeled. It was the delicate balance of all things in this ocean that afforded me the opportunities that I had. The food, the travel, the parasailing I did for the first time and somehow didn't chicken out. The sea tortoises I got to pet and feed. The stingrays I got to pet and feed at Discovery Cove. The tour around the island via bus that I got to do. The boat journey I got to take out to St. John where they brew a lot of cruisin rum, I think is what they brew there. It's something or other. But one thing remains the same. It was a beautiful experience that I will never, ever forget. And I will always treasure it. Thank you so much for joining me. And to this, I add my beautiful silence.